What's up, gang? Good morning, good evening, good night, good afternoon, whatever time you're listening in, wherever you're listening from. Shout out to my Spotify listenership, Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and YouTube. If you're watching in, thanks for giving me a reason to get dressed. Coming live from my voice to your phone, headphones, TV, or car stereo, your attention could have been anywhere in the world, but it's here right now. Take a moment to be present and recognize that it is now, right now. Whether you're right now is working, running, exercising, cleaning, laying down, flying, driving, be grateful we're alive, baby. Failure can be frightening. However, as Winston Churchill reminds us, success is all about going from failure to failure without losing enthusiasm. This is I Will Not Lose podcast, where we set out to prove everything is learned from failure, and we must persevere and recognize it as one step closer to success. I'm your host, Tony Ortiz. Let's jump right in. I don't think there's any such thing as a prodigy. Uh, There's a big debate about practice versus prodigy, and whether or not it's all about how many hours you put into the grind, or whether or not some people are born with an innate gift to be great, whether that's uh, being a great boxer, being a great fencer, even if it's not in competition, you know, just being a great artist or musician. There's all these examples of child prodigies. I mean, we have a word for it, but it, I don't know whether it's how much practice you put in or whether or not you're born with something. So we'll kind of go through some thought experiments, talk about this and see where it leads to. So uh, what got me thinking about this is I spend a lot of time on Reddit on our podcasting. And they were saying that your first hundred episodes in podcasting are essentially throwaways. So it takes time to get good. It takes time to work the kinks out. And that being said, we're like a quarter of the way through. So if you're listening in now in the pre hundred episodes, uh, you're listening to greatness manifest. So thank you for coming along with the ride. Thank you for witnessing greatness unfold. But, um, No, that's just going to say, not that there's anything great about me, but if I stick with this and I keep doing this, I'm bound to get better. So first hundred episodes are throwaways. Uh, Knowing that, does that mean that I just kind of wing episodes and just kind of get them out and get some done for now till a hundred episodes? I don't think that's the case. I like to believe that you perform in the game the way that you drill and practice. So pretend like it's game time. Pretend like that whistle's blowing every time you're going to do it. So even though I'm episode, um, I believe this is episode 23 or 24, we have a few guest episodes coming in there. So I'm not sure which one this is off the top of my head. I believe this will be episode 23, but we're not even a quarter of the way there. But every time we still make sure the camera angles are set up, we make sure the mics are good to go. Uh, There's really no time for mistakes. Mistakes are going to happen, but they have to happen because you're trying, not because you didn't try, if that makes any sort of sense. So the way that you would drill, the way you go over your moves and practice, the way you go over your swings and the batting cage, It all comes down to how you're going to perform in the game. And I believe that it's all about practice. It's all about drilling. And so I enjoy the journey of putting out episode week after week and putting everything together. 
Um, I think that as long as there's an incremental increase, you know, um, I don't get too hung up on the checking stats, except uh, when I'm posting once a week. And then I'll just see, okay, did this episode do as good as the last one? Is there anything I can change? Or uh, what are people coming back for? How many people are coming back? That sort of thing. But it's growing. It's growing incrementally. So sure, it's easy to go and compare yourself to others or say, hey, I should have this much. Trust me, we all look at those little likes and those little hearts. But in all honesty, the goal is to improve. You know, if you see yourself plateauing, a lot of people deal with that where whether it's an exercise or whether it's in their career where they're growing, they're growing, and then suddenly they hit a plateau. And it's like, what do I do now? So just measuring success, but not getting too bent out of shape if you're not where you think you should be. You know, who's really to say where you should be or what numbers you should have, you know? Um, as long as you know you're doing your best, as long as you know you're putting out the greatest content or the greatest work or your best performance, then that's all that should matter. And so if you think that there are people scattered among us who have just been born with the innate gift of, let's say, podcasting, for example, that these guys are just good, you know, um, they say to always you have to always be the best. You have to always think you're the best. Um, I know in rap, it's a very competitive field and everybody always wonders why does every rapper think they're the best? It's like, well, you have to, you know, otherwise that confidence is going to get picked apart. Um, if you don't think you're the best. So anything you could do to stop yourself from getting discouraged, uh, thinking that there's all of a sudden these people out here, um, if you look at me, not that I think I'm the best, but if you look at me and you think, all right, he's pretty decent at this thing, uh, just know that I put time into public speaking, practicing speaking through Toastmasters. It's an organized group where um, you practice public speaking based on a group. There's timers. It's a completely, uh, I don't want to say, it, like it's very lax. A lot of the people are very calm in there, but it is structured. That's the word I'm looking for. It is structured practice for speech. So when I decided to start a podcast, I was coming with years of audio engineering experience, a creative background, and practice speaking. That being said, I'm still not 100 episodes in. I'm still a complete amateur at this stuff. I don't believe that anybody was born with the ability to just be phenomenal on a mic or with a paintbrush or a baseball bat or a boxing glove or anything like that. Um, you go and you have, uh, I remember a professor of mine was telling me a story, shout out to Professor Chose, Kutztown University, where talking about how he's performing, he's a musician and he's performing in a jazz trio with a younger, I think the kid was 14 or 15, and he was just phenomenal. Everybody was talking about how good he was. He was running circles around people in the band. And he goes up to him and he says, you know, man, you're, you're such a prodigy. You know, you're really good. And the kid was practicing in the meantime while he interrupted him to say he was a prodigy. And he said, don't you ever call me that. He said, I practice more than anybody I know adult or kid. I didn't just 
I wasn't just born like this, you know? And so it goes to think if that kid is practicing seven, eight hours a day, they're going to get to that 10,000 hour mark. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell, uh, I don't know if he coined it, but he definitely wrote a book about it, about, uh, it's called Outliers, about how you have to essentially put 10,000 hours into anything to master it. So if you're putting seven, eight hours a day, I'm not even going to do the math. Essentially, it takes like five to 10 years to get that sort of hours into anything. So if the kid started at four or five years old and practiced all the time, by 15, he could be a master at the musician. You know, um, I think it's pretty disheartening to think that some people are just given. And I don't think that if you are good or you have natural ability, that that doesn't mean you still need to practice your ass off in order to compete at an extremely high level. You know, anything you do, there's going to be a lot of competition. And ever since we've been in this global world where you can compete with everything, I mean, you can have an Etsy store and be competing with a Walmart in Kansas, uh, technically. So it's pretty crazy. But if you think about the Beatles or you think about any master musicians, you know, they had spent 10,000 hours playing in, in pubs and bars um, before they made it, before they came to America. They had tons of time playing together. They probably had 10,000 hours just playing with each other, let alone as solo musicians themselves. So I have yet to see somebody who just, no skill, no sport, just jumped into something and was absolutely great at it. Uh, that'd make for a great story. I'd love to hear it. Uh, let me know. But, you know, you hear stories of famous singers being homeless, like The Weeknd being homeless before he blew up. And I like stories like this because it shows, you know, you're never really out of the fight. Uh, you're never really you never really have to hit the reset button. It's not losing. You're not losing so bad that you have to surrender. There are um, people who make it out of rock bottom, but that doesn't mean that every homeless person is going to be a pop star. You know, there's drive that sets you apart. There's practice that sets you apart and people don't like to talk about it, but there's a lot of luck. You know, there are two people who have been practicing the equal amount and one of them meets somebody who brings them on to an opportunity and the other one doesn't, you know, um, maybe you had a financial opportunity or you had something, but luck does come across the way. And if you look at any major, I mean, even um, Elon Musk or even any of these billionaires, there were things along the way that happened with them that aren't the normal story. It isn't just, okay, you work, you work hard and you make it and you succeed. You know, I really wish that was the case, but that's not the way it goes. So um, this is kind of a message to if you're new at something, specifically if you're new at podcasting. Um, I mean, if you're, if you're thinking of starting anything, I would say just go and do it. I mean, what do you really have to lose? Now, if you're the financial sole provider of your family, that doesn't mean quit everything you're doing for income and decide to be a tap dancer or something like that. But set, set yourself up, man. Um, my first podcast episode was the goal is to fail. And I knew everything wasn't going to be perfect. And we are still doing it. And so 
I've had a few people reach out to me and say, hey, I was thinking of starting a podcast. I say, do it. You know, I've actually helped a few people. They say, hey, you know, uh, can you help me set up the equipment, help me purchase? Uh, in a previous position, I was in charge of purchasing audio video equipment. So I'm able to spend it like I would spend my own money. You know, I usually buy gear used, but I know what good equipment is. I know what you pay for. I know when you're just paying for the brand. And so I was able to help some people get started and fast forward. Let's just, let's just do a, a quick thought experiment. What if I didn't start this podcast? There are people who have heard an episode that touched them in some way that they reached out, let me know, um, pass that forward to somebody else, you know, shared an episode said, Hey, this was something that I think this person could really get a hold of. You know, you told this really well, so get a hold of it. So there's all those people that message, you know, I'm not thinking about the 10,000 people that I haven't reached yet. I'm thinking about the people who have connected, the people who tell me that means the world to them. They're looking forward to Mondays when I'm dropping a new episode and they make sure during the week they're going to get to my episode along with their other content. So, wow, man, like that's that means the world to me. That's awesome. So if you're thinking of getting into podcasting, now's the time. You know, there's people who have to hear what you have to say and what you have to put out there. And in 2023, it's so easy to be able to put stuff out there to the world. So if you think that somebody else is better than you, maybe they just put more of the time in. What they don't tell you is that person had a ton of fun along the time. I mean, you just if you don't love what you're doing, you're not going to grind to the point where you hit those 10,000 hours. You're going to give up way beforehand. So people who say, I want to get into podcasting because there's a ton of money in it or because they see fame or notoriety, you know, you're looking at the top one percent of podcasts. You know, I, I look into the statistics. I know what money is available and what was there. And so that was never the reason why I got into podcasting. And I'll be doing it for a lot longer because of that. Um if you're worried about just you being the only person and trying to get someone, I wouldn't say and one thing I didn't want to do was uh get into it with a co-host. And that's no dig to anybody that has co-hosts. There's people putting out great content with co-hosts, but I know that I wanted to be able to match my own work ethic and um I wanted to be able to rely on myself. At the end of the day, if an episode doesn't drop, it's my fault. So, if you're thinking about relying on somebody or needing somebody else in order to put it out. Uh, I've read a ton of stories about people who got into it, even did it for a year. And then something happened with one of the co-hosts and they weren't able to continue to do it on their own. So if you're worried about uh, too much work to do it on your own, there's AI tools. Nowadays, there's AI that can help you leverage everything. Um, chat GPT. I put out an episode about it and I talked about how the gravy train was going to end. And like three weeks later, it was a paid service. You can still access chat GPT, but um, they have a paid tier to it if you want to really get the, the good stuff and the new algorithms that they're putting out. But you can use it for headlines. You can use it for episode ideas. Uh, they have AI that you can literally, I tried it out this weekend, you can upload a video and it will cut 
it uses ChatGPT to transcribe your episode and takes the best highlights out and makes little viral cuts. Um, if you're watching the cut of Lawrence the Barber's episode, uh, that was completely generated by AI, the captions, everything. So I'm completely blown away by that. I'm excited to live in a, a world um, inspired, I don't want to say inspired by AI, AI, but um, influenced by AI. See, people don't realize how much AI is already influencing. You know, ChatGPT was one of the big things that made it that said, hey, here's a real world application of what tons of data sets and a language model can do in terms of speaking to a human. But AI has been uh, involved in all sorts of things. When you call your Uber, um, it was actually interesting. Happy April Fools. This Saturday I woke up, last Saturday I woke up and I'm listening to Spotify's AI DJ. They have a little DJ that talks to you and suggests different songs based on your listening preferences. Super cool. I'm listening to it and it says, so here's some hits that were charting 1100 years ago. And it's playing some like Gregorian chant, like an Ave Maria. And I'm in the shower. I'm like, what's going on? And then it finishes and it's like, oh, April Fool's, I got you. Thought, oh man, that's that's freaking nuts. So my AI is talking to me, suggesting my types of music. I can understand how this scares people. I can understand how this would be completely scary and people would say i wouldn't let an ai do that but it's already involved in so much of your um the ads that you see amazon your shopping recommendations i mean machine learning and ai has been building up for a while so i'm excited to see where it goes but um give me a second so the fact that AI is already ruling our life, I realize that technology adapts a lot faster than people adapt to it. You know, rest in peace to Gordon E. Moore. He was the founder of, or one of the co-founders at Intel. He actually was the definer of Moore's law, which essentially says that it was the principle that the speed and the capability of computers can be expected to double every two years as a result of the increased number of transistors a microchip can contain. So if you're in tech, you're familiar with Moore's law. Um, whether or not it was a prediction that just happened to be true or whether or not the tech industry just completely developed breakneck speeds in order to keep up with this at the pace, um, his prediction in the 1960s about rapid advances charted the course for the age of high tech. So we are either, um, I think Moore's law went up to, and you know, I'm going to shoot myself in the foot if I try to get into this, but we're reaching the end of Moore's law based on physics. So it was only supposed to go for so long and he didn't predict AI and this sort of stuff, this machine learning, this new form of computing that we're going to see. But it's going to be affecting your everyday life before you choose to say, AI, hey, I want you to do this for me. You know, I think back to around 2010-ish, I was pushing everybody to get onto Google Hangouts. I just thought of it as a much better way, not better. It's a different way to communicate. It's faster in some instances. And um, 
the resistance was crazy. I mean, uh, I have to click something and download software to my computer. I don't know if I trust that. Uh, nothing beats an in-person meeting. And I agree, nothing beats an in-person meeting. But when you're billing by the hour and for travel, people are like, well, why are you doing this? Well, we have the option for a Zoom meeting. If I'm going to drive 30 minutes to you, spend an hour and 15 minutes with something that could have been emailed digitally, somebody has to pay for the the travel, you know? But that was 2010. It took a global pandemic and Corona for people to finally catch on to Zoom. And there's people now here, there's people now who are still trying to get used to Zoom. But for the most part, just about everybody is familiar with that. I say Hangouts, Zoom, Uvu, there was tons of FaceTime, there was tons of video uh, conferencing software, but it just took so long for it to take. I don't know why, but people are very slow to adapt for stuff. The thing with this AI is it's going to be adapting faster than we can. Um, chat GPT and chatbots, things like it, are going to be as mundane as Excel. You know, when Excel spreadsheets came out and everybody was like, oh, this is going to be the new thing. Everybody's like, no, now we send spreadsheets with uh, everything. It's just a way to send information. There's whole databases built off of spreadsheets. So I say that to say this, man, AI is not going anywhere. Um, it's going to be able to do some pretty amazing things in the next year or two. And in the next five years, going to be damn near unrecognizable. So yeah, man, we hit a good 20 minutes. I think we about did it for the day. Um, announcements. There is a podcasting, the Black Effect podcast event. Charlemagne the God is throwing. It's in Atlanta, Georgia, April. Uh, it's in like three or four weeks from now. I know tickets are going to sell out, but I think I'm going to try to get some tickets. Uh, if I'm really going to be about this, I should go and travel to where there's going to be people teaching the business of podcasts. There's going to be famous podcasters. And, you know, um, it's really about connecting with other content creators. And that's not just with podcasting. Photographers should connect with other photographers. Graphic designers should connect with other graphic designers. You never know what you learn in the industry with other people who are keeping up in it. So um, I'll keep you posted. If I do fly out there, I'll be sure to pod about it and check some things out. Hell, I might even not drop an episode and miss the first week in four months just to, to go to that event. But we'll see how it goes. That's all I got. This is I Will Not Lose podcast, where we set out to prove everything is learned from failure and we must persevere and recognize it as one step closer to success. To support the show, visit the website shows.acast.com slash I Will Not Lose and subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Share the episode link. Leave a comment. Your contribution is appreciated. Thank you for listening.